So going forward, I'm not going to just keep saying welcome back to one of my hot podcasting because everybody kept asking me for a proper intro. But you know what? It'll make a difference. I like being a little bit improper and uh, not to be completely, you know, have to be official and everything. So welcome back. Time to go and talk about the many saints of Newark. And I got to go and watch the movie in a theater as opposed to watching it on HBO Max. Now, my brother watched it on HBO Max and, you know, felt kind of indifferent on how the movie came out because we both watched The Sopranos, the full series. And I will admit, it would have been probably a good idea to refresh myself on the full series and go back to it so I had it fresh in my mind to go into this movie. But, you know, it took a little bit to understand everything that was going on and know the pieces because, of course, David Chase kind of just expects you to already know the story of The Sopranos after the fact to understand the story going back you know 40 years that's the whole idea so we have to go back to go forward that's what he was trying to do and i'm taking from a couple different stories about some of the things that you might want to know if you haven't watched the movie yet or if you want some clarity after the movie new york post put a good story about facts you need to remember before you see the movie and they mentioned now it's tempting to rewatch the iconic series all the way back from the beginning because you're seeing what life was like for the DeMeo crime family in the 60s and 70s. And you need some background and knowledge on the major players, including Tony Soprano. So there were 10 relevant details from all six seasons of The Sopranos to make sure you get it. And I wish I would have seen this before. So Moltisanti translates to many saints. And throughout the, the show, Christopher was treated to wild stories about his father, who led Tony's crew before he was murdered when Christopher was a baby. In fact, Christopher holds his dad in such high regard that in season two, Big Thrills Don't Cry, the actor, aspiring actor, pictures nearly departed Dickie just to get some tears going on in an acting class. You know, I forgot about that part, but yeah, that's actually a good point to put. Then, abuses ramp in the multi-sante clan, which we know how Christopher was with Adriana throughout their relationship, and the beatings were bad in terms of where Adriana's uncle, Richie April, was intervening and threatened Christopher's life he continued to strike her. And also, he's verbally abusive, Christopher, to his mother, calling her a fucking whore during his drug intervention in season four's The Strong Silent Type. Therapy is taboo within the mob, and Tony is unique at the start of the series. He seeks treatment for his mental health issues because he suffers from debilitating panic attacks. When his mother, Livia, finds out he's seeing a shrink, she conspires with her brother-in-law, Junior, to have Tony taken out. And then we'll find out about the secrets of mental health, which were in the movie. And also learning about Tony could never make his mom happy. And Tony battled with his mom over everything, especially in a living situation. And it became apparent that the aging Livia could no longer care for herself. He moved her into an apartment in a pricey retirement community, but dismissed the community as a shabby nursing home where she will be abandoned to die. Even after Tony learns his mother conspired to have him killed, he still yearns for her approval. And in adulthood, Tony found ways to keep his distance from his wackadoo mother. As a kid, he wasn't so lucky. After a lifetime, it's no wonder Tony landed on a therapist's couch. So that actually makes more explanation in this movie as well. And Tony's not the only one that couldn't stay in Livia. They bring in a movie that, based on David Chase's own mother, Livia managed to successfully antagonize every person she came into contact with on The Sopranos. We learned in many states this was true in her younger days, too, back when she was married to Tony's father, Johnny Boy Soprano. And the fans of the series already knew Livia was so universally low that no one has anything nice to say about her at her funeral, which took place in season three. And then the family abandons Newark. So 
this is where Tony and Christopher's parents were known to be a shelter's former self riddled with drugs, petty crime, and poverty throughout the Sopranos. Then they moved to the cushy suburbs of northern New Jersey, which is why they went to where they went. And the mob guys don't see themselves as evil. So Christopher ne- gets nearly shot to death, tells the ser- therapist, Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Melfi, that what he and his associates do is actually righteous, righteous actually. And he says, quote, soldiers don't go to hell. Everybody knows involved knows the sakes you got to do certain things if it's business we're soldiers we follow codes orders the junior soprano is totally insecure we remember about that and they show that right now because corrado junior soprano always felt like he never got the respect he feels he deserves even when he's made boss in season one it's just he feels like it's revealed it's a figurehead promoted only so that he'll take the fall if the family's legal woes got more serious that actually makes a lot of sense too and tony never had the makings of a varsity athlete and just as Tony picks on Junior, Corrado knows how to push the younger Sopranos buttons as well. Even in the pilot episode, it comes that Junior never taught, thought Tony had a talent to make it on the football or baseball fields. And in season five, the the episode Where is Johnny, Junior once again brings us up at a family dinner with Tony, causing Tony to storm away from the table. So, you, you know, it's this stuff that you got to back and listen and go ahead and follow up on, which makes the story of the movie better. And actually, I, I could agree with that. I can see where that's coming from. Just by those handful of things right there, it actually makes the movie much more palatable. Not just palatable, but it makes you kind of, it actually connects the dots to the movie better. Because David Chase is not the kind of person to make this movie as a standalone. Like the fact that they put this movie out in theaters probably didn't need to be because of what they did, but they did put quite a budget to this. And the story, you know, if you knew The Sopranos, I... I could feel I I know how David Chase's uh, pace is when it comes to these movies and what he did with some of the scenes that he did in this that were very <laughs> that were kind of out there like it did feel like a you know it didn't feel like a longer two hour version of the show it definitely had like it was great in terms of the period piece the way they made it look it was really great and that's what I think was appreciated but you have to be really enveloped with the whole, the whole story and really get caught up in everything. So, like, it's intricate. That's what he did. But eventually, you learn what the characters are and who they are based on who they are 40 years later on the show. That's what helps a lot with that. Which was something I really appreciate and that got everything working for me right now. That was good. So, I liked all that. I thought the movie was actually... It's... It left me wanting to understand more. I needed more time to figure it out. Like, to to get the whole story behind this and really it was one of those things where yeah you feel like you would have had like a major plot to go along with this but that was never what was going to happen with this movie but nevertheless it's interesting that they're actually going to keep this going because david chase has signed a five-year first look deal with the company develop new content for hbo hbo max and warner brothers picture group nothing said about What's going to happen after the Sopranos movie? But Chase said in a recent interview he might be open to making a sequel to the film, which would actually be able to bridge the gap better of the Sopranos universe that we already know. That's what I hope for. I think there was a lot left open, but I think you're not going to get in a two-hour movie. And I think that's the expectations that people probably had. Second of all, they thought it would be more of a story about Tony himself when it wasn't because they need to tell the story about how they got to here, got to New Jersey, and then the family came up. But like, if you take 
what they put in that movie in the prequel to better understand the backstory of the Sopranos as a standalone series, that actually helped. Like if you wanted to have the backstory, that's what this served. The backstory of the family, that's what that served. But it was never going to give you that intricate personal story of Tony Soprano. They weren't going to give us that yet. But nobody should have expected that. And I told it to my brother, too. You can't expect that right now because Michael Gandolfini, he's relatively a new actor. Like, that's a lot to put on him to have the whole role based on him throughout. So the, for the fact that it wasn't him throughout the whole movie, but he had a lot of scenes in it. Like, you're still acting for some having somebody that was coming out as a natural actor playing his uh his father's his father as a character on the show that's a lot to ask for so but it made a lot of sense to have james gandolfini's son in it because it worked really well like you know he, he was really good just in doing the role of acting like his dad in real life played up to this over-the-top character in tony soprano that works and the acting was good and I thought it was just the story was a little bit, it didn't have everything there. So I know that's why people were a little bit upset. And a lot of critics were very critical about the fact that Tony Soprano's story did not, was not focused. And I can understand why. But the way they did it, the way that David Chase did it and Alan Taylor directed it, it worked for me. It worked for what they were trying to do. So that's okay. Even Alan Taylor also said, maybe when it comes to mining more content out of the New Jersey mob scene. I hope they give us more because we'd like to, we want to see a part two on this where we find out the story of what happens with the, uh, the other person that worked with Dickie Maltesanti in the movie. There's a story there that they didn't finish telling that they need to continue telling. And there's the part of the story between what they finished with in the many states of Newark to current day to the Sopranos that we saw. Like, we should get that right there. Because they didn't give us that part. They only gave us a chunk. But that was just because there's so much story. Like, Many Seats of Newark could have been a series in its own. But they did it as a movie. And it's not enough in that movie. They're going to have to make another movie to bridge the gap. And that's going to satisfy everybody. Because if you get that as a companion to the rest of this, it'll be much better. But by itself, yeah, it was going to hurt in the critics. It's going to probably hurt in the box office. Just saying. But then again, it's on HBO Max. So how much were you going to expect from this movie, right? And really, you couldn't watch this movie unless you were watching The Sopranos. Like, it wouldn't make much sense if you didn't. Just saying. All right. I'll leave it there. Talk to you next time.